on today's episode, we'll do what we want to do, say what we want to say, we'll pot how we want to pot. Yes, it's the Adams Family Groove by MC Hammer for the 1991 film Adams Family. Let's start the pot. That's okay. Better, better. It still sounded so good. Hello and welcome to The Song Will Go On, the podcast inspired by the songs, inspired by the motion pictures. I'm Paolo Grassini, joining me today. She's been missing for 25 years, but showed up out of the blue for this pod. If she is who she claims to be, then it's the real Sofia Matano. What's up, Sophie? Good to be back. 25 years, that's a long time. 25 years, okay, let's see. Here's a question that only the real Sofia Matano knows. What do you call the electronic synth music that I listen to? <laughs> that's easy. I call it your beep boop music. <laughs> Works for me. That's it. What's up, Sophie? Hi. Today's guest, the OG, our first guest and also consulting producer on the pod. She's also my first call when I need to perform the mamushka. Welcome back, JP Lee. I was trying so hard not to laugh the entire, <laughs> entire time during this intro. It is so good to be back. <laughs> It really feels good to have you back on the pod. It feels like we're home or something. We've been on a journey. Now we've come back home. We need to recuperate. And you're helping us get there. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this one. <laughs> we're like Frodo coming to Rivendell. Like we just need to rest before we oh. keep on with this journey. Now I'm wondering who we are in that, in that scenario. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Another hour of us yeah, debating. That's, that's not a quick aside. Yeah. <laughs> well, something different on the pod, though. Our guest, JP Lee. She didn't pick the song. I did it not. It was actually us. I have to say specifically me. Yeah, don't look me in. And the reason I picked this song is because in our 13 episodes so far, we haven't been able to explore one of the many aspects that we actually want to do in the song will go on, which is an example today's song, The Adams Family Groove by MC Hammer from the 1991 film Adams Family. That falls under the category of movie songs that feel really buried under the ground, pun intended. <laughs> and we're not that familiar with it. And that's one of the things that we wanted to do on the pod. We just haven't had the chance to spotlight some more obscure and forgotten movie songs. So whether they're good or bad, we're going for a ride. <laughs> so important thing to mention, this also kicks off one of our favorite times of the year. It's Halloween season. Whoa, whoa. And we're celebrating. <laughs> that was more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> we're celebrating all month long on The Song Will Go On, covering some horror movie classics, some needle drops, some fun horror subgenre like today's pick, obviously. Mm -hmm. But before we do all of that, we must do a shout out, yes, to our overlords, the patrons of the Patreon. How do I score, Sophie? You did it. Yeah, you yeah, did it. acceptable. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Y'all, thank you for helping us grow the podcast and get closer to our first Patreon goal, which will allow us to put more resources in the podcast and really keep the lights on or keep the song on in this case. We just say, <laughs> if you're enjoying the pod, first, A, that's amazing. We're so humble that you choose to spend your time with us. And B, and if you want us to keep going strong, head over to Patreon and support us directly. 
And uh, in return over there, we're offering uh, lots of really cool stuff. We got exclusive episodes like Needle Drops. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got monthly music playlists. We got a Discord channel uh, with our soundtrack movie community. So you can come on in and hang out with us there. And we're even making a collector's item. We're making a cassette featuring uh, some of our podcast original artwork and our trailer. And that's just a special thank you for being an early supporter of the podcast. Quick question. Uh, are consulting producers eligible for set cassette? Yeah, yes, that sounds they are. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With that said, just like Wednesday Adams, let's pull the electric chair switch and talk about the reason we're all here. Yes, the reason we even have a movie song to begin with. You know what I'm talking about? It's creator, the movie. Alive. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. Very appropriate for our spooky season. Oh, yes, I'm so excited so about that. Yeah. Like, finally, this makes some sort of sense. Yeah. I'm going to keep pushing this bit. <laughs> Selfie, JP, listeners, let's hold hands and start a seance and summon die movie setup. <laughs> All right, so The Addams Family is a 1991 supernatural black comedy film produced by Scott Rudin. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and directed by Barry Sonnefeld. Yay! <laughs> the movie is based on the 1964 TV series, which is also based on the cartoon characters by Charles Adams. Did not know that. Oh, I didn't know that yeah. either. Wow. This was Sonnefeld's first work as a director. He previously worked as a cinematographer, with some of his credits including... Blood Simple, Raising Arizona, Big, Misery. This is insane, Sophie. I had, yeah, I did not Mi- know. I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> Miller's Crossing and When Harry Met Sally. Wow. Looking at top you, five, Paolo. Top five movie for me, When Harry exactly. Met Sally. That's insane. Like That's some genre range. He was too, responsible huh? for those autumn leaves in New York. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> we can all thank East Coast Fall. Yeah. <laughs> we can thank Sonnefeld for that. He invented it. Yeah. Uh, and then he, when he goes on to direct more movies, he directs Big Shorty, Men in Black 1, 2, and 3, and oh, wow. Wild Wild West. But back Classic. to Adam's family. Future pot, Wild Wild West. I know, right? <laughs> so the film stars Raul Julia as Gomez, Angelica Houston as Morticia, Christopher Lloyd as Uncle Fester, and an 11-year-old Christina Ricci as Wednesday Adams. Jimmy Workman plays Pugsley and Judith Molina as Grandmama. Did you guys heard the story how Jimmy Workman got the role of Pugsley? No. He accompanied his sister to the audition. Her sister was auditioning for Wednesday. He was just hanging out waiting for her. And the director, Barry, he saw him be like, hey, could you read for this? And then cut the part. So Wow. Sorry for her sister. It must feel like shit. No, but well, for him, right place, right time. Well, Shoot. actually, his younger sister is Ariel Winter from Modern Family. I so. went down a rabbit hole and found yeah. that out. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what? So I'm assuming this is his older sister that we're talking about. Yeah, I think she was like negative three. Yeah, was exactly. It was being made. <laughs> okay, let's talk plot. So the plot of the movie finds the Adams family lamenting the absence of Fester, who's been no. missing for yes. 25 years. I'm going to do that throughout <laughs> the whole right plot. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's so intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a good snapper, yeah, Paolo. That was crisp. Thank you. I yeah. crisp. So Fester's been missing for 25 years, and after he had a falling out with Gomez. Crippled by personal financial debt, the Adams family lawyer, Tully, strikes up a plan with con artist Abigail Craven and her adopted son, Gordon, who closely resembles Fester Adams. Their plan is to send Gordon as Fester Adams to infiltrate the Adams house and find the hidden vault where the family keeps their vast riches. Uh, we also have a hidden vault. Do you really? 
Now, it's called now Patreon, and you can yeah. just go there. It's not hidden. <laughs> it's Patreon.com. Cut, cut to me looking around yeah, yeah. space. <laughs> Are you trying to infiltrate our vault, Jamie? Yeah. I was very fester in that yeah. moment. I'm like, where is it? While Gordon masquerades as Fester, he starts to feel at home in the Adams house and begins to have second thoughts about double-crossing them for their fortune. The film was released on December 3rd, 1991. Despite receiving mixed reviews from critics, uh, film critic Roger Ebert gave the film two out of four stars, saying it was mildly entertaining but didn't add up to much. Mm. Yeah. That's worse than a, well, a bombing review. Yeah. <laughs> well, that didn't deter the public, though, uh, since it made $191.5 million against its $30 million budget. That's huge. That's pretty For early yeah. 90s? Paramount Pictures followed the movie with a sequel, The Addams Family Values, which, despite gathering a better reception from film critics, didn't earn as much as the original at the box office. So, go hmm. figure. Unexplainable. It's, yeah. it's a better movie. <laughs> it is better. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Uh, I think it's safe to say that both films have entered cult status. They hold a place in the canon of Halloween movies, and they resurrect every October. Um, but what do you think? Are you putting this movie on every spooky season, or should we give another movie its spot? Let's discuss. Ooh. Good job, Sov. Yeah, that was perfect. Uh, well, I, I guess I go first because I picked this. I guess yeah. so. Technically, yeah. that seems yourself. right. Yeah, I love these movies. They're they're classic for me. Uh, I think mostly Adam Family Valley is the one that I rewatch more. Still, though, I've always enjoyed the tone and oh, the music of these films. Uh, I mean, the, the score. Yeah, I rewatch them every once in a while. Like, doesn't everyone do this? I didn't grow up with this and with these movies. I remember watching them. Like, I think we had like HBO for a summer once, and they came on back to back. Best summer then yeah. of your life. It's true, and you know how sometimes it's like cyclical, so it would play a lot for that yeah. period of time. It so was I think the I summer saw... of HBO. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think I saw those movies back to back a few times, and I was like, these are kind of spooky but like super interesting but i didn't grow up with them back past that like i hadn't seen this movie in like 20 years oh wow. yeah. yeah so much shocking mm -hmm. so did we present you with a new classic for spooky season you know it's got to bump one off of the normal slate of movies that i've like grown accustomed to watching in october mm. but i feel like values probably would but i don't have as much of an attachment to the og film and I the, think thing, the thing with values is that it's kind of become a November film because it takes so much in the Thanksgiving. That's, and that's such so an true. important sequence. It doesn't really feel necessarily like an October film, but... But you know what? That works to its benefit because there's a lot of competition for October movies mm -hmm. and less competition for November movies. That's a good point. Yes, like Planes, sure. Trains, yeah. and Automobiles is a Thanksgiving movie. And then like the list is very short. And after if that. you think about yeah. it, you always, at least for me, you always have the hangover of October. Like I, I'm mm -hmm. bummed out that it's gone and I still want to keep October mode going into November. This is a really good way, actually. That's yeah. true. It's like a transitional film yeah. into mm -hmm. the later part of the season. Unfortunately, we're not talking about this film today. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, what about you? Did you see this growing up? This is actually your year. It is 91. 91. Oh, yeah. Um, you definitely yeah. didn't sign in theaters. <laughs> no, no, not in theaters. I was not one of those that helped it earn 191 million. <laughs> um, but I definitely watched it on TV. I feel mm -hmm. like it was on what was then ABC Family yeah. in, during Halloween time. And I definitely watched it there. Mm -hmm. And also, I think on ABC Family or some, I don't remember what channel it was but they also played the tv show of the adams family the newer one 
Oh, I don't know if I remember watching the newer one. I remember like Nick at Night would play the old one. Yeah. Every so often, which I always thought was like, get it mixed up with a few of the other shows the back then. Nick at Night, those TV classics, Nick at Night, no fatty acids. Powerful TV. But you can count on Nick at Night. Which, by the way, so personally, I thought that was, I mean, it is a classic and it was, but it was only two seasons. Was it really? 64 episodes. Good Lord, the I thought that, that was then. more of a stable, but if you think about it, 64 episodes, put that in streaming, that's what, seven, five, six or seven seasons nowadays. So Yeah, that's, that's a but lot But still for that era, I feel like that was low. Maybe it became like a cult following. I don't know. But my mom was like a huge fan of this. Like I always grew up with thinking it's one of the most famous TV shows, but. Yeah, I wonder what the syndication situation was for it. Because I'm sure people didn't watch it as much initially, but. We all, I mean, we've all seen a few of the older episodes, so it, it got around over time. Yeah, and it's always getting remade. Yeah. Like, no one is ever tired of Adam's Family. Like, just in 2019, there were those animated uh, Adam's Family movies, and I think one came out more recently, too. So we just keep reviving it. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Rewatching it now, like, what's the, uh, what's the reaction now? Because you had not seen it for 20 years. For me, I think what I what I took away from it primarily was like the aesthetic was so like ins- yes. it's so so yes. the the vibe of that movie like the the costume design of especially like Wednesday and a few other characters like bleeds into my perception of what Hot Topic ended up doing <laughs> for itself for like a decade afterward. So I feel like that's the to me is the lasting impact is not so much like the plot because the plot's kind of funky and and a little wonky and there's like so many asides that like take you in and out of the main story. But I just think like the aesthetic of it, like you said, Mark Shaman's score, like so the pieces of this film, like I, they really work for me. Do it's not know, it's not a classic in my opinion because I didn't grow up with it, but I liked a lot of pieces of it. Do you know that Angelica Houston had some kind of contraption that like I think pushed her eyes really? back or something? And apparently it was like really tough for her. She barely could move or then that contraption would snap off and it would, you know, ruin a take. Or if oh. she had it for X, like... X amount of time she would get severe headaches so she had to take it at lunch and then it took so much time to put back. I have a wonderful makeup lady, Fern Buckner, who devised this makeup. It included these incredibly painful tapes that are sort of glued to your to your temples. So they make that sort of heavy thing with the eyes. It was funny, one day I was doing a long shot. Since these things were very irritating, they're then sort of attached behind your head with elastic bands. They cause some skin abrasion on the fifth day. Or, but one day in, in long shot, I said, Fern, leave them off. I went and I did the shot. We got in one shot and we had to do another put those things back on i'm not morticia without for some reason you sort of work against them and the eyes work against them and they gave a whole other dimension to to morticia i feel like as someone who used to have long hair and would put them in like tight ponytails i know the oh, feeling yeah. of like you put it up too long and then uh-huh. it hurts your head and it's I hate I to be the person be like worth it because she's fucking amazing in this oh sorry i what i still carry on that puff daddy Come with me when I just swore the whole episode. Yeah. Let's just take it. This is film. ABC Family, apparently. Movie. Yeah. Uh, no, but I, she was. She's great. The cast. I think I see what you're saying, and I'm curious if Sophie agrees. But and I hate to be like, oh, we all agree. But to me, it was the tone of it is just. I love it so much. I love the production design, the cinematography, the cast. If you think about the plot, it really kind of doesn't. There's not a lot there. But I don't really care about it. Like, I could hang mm-hmm. out with these casts, these characters for hours and hours. 
wouldn't get tired. Uh, I don't know. To me, it's really a classic. So <laughs> what about you the, watching it this time preparing for the pod? Even though I grew up watching this movie a lot, I guess I sort of didn't quite understand all the intricacies of the plot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it was a much more complicated movie than I remembered. I do think that the cast is the really the selling point mm. of this movie. They all embody their characters so well. The movie takes a dip uh, kind of in the middle for me mm. when Fester... I mean, we have, we've all, I mean, maybe this is just me looking at it with adult eyes, but we all know that Gordon is in fact Fester. Yeah, <laughs> and, like how did know? that play back then? Because I just look at that and be like, I'm confused. Am I supposed to believe it's not Fester? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's not, the premise is not strong. Not yeah, well executed, yeah. for be sure. Because, I mean, the, the plot is pretty predictable. And, oh, yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> You've um, been 31 years yeah. to watch this. <laughs> but then... There's so many one-liners, so many jokes that kind of just distract you. They're constantly, yes. it feels like almost like a fairy rock Tina Fey kind of experience, which yeah. is every second there's like a one-liner and they're they're all so clever. They all land for me. Whenever they have their asides, it's like Tom and Jerry, but gothic is just happening in the background where they're like, oh, they're going to kill each other. And like, you're like, that's has no yes. bearing to the plot, but I am so intrigued by this dynamic and like the mom's helping them and like yeah. providing weapons. And you're like, what <laughs> is going on? And not to bring it back to the sequel again, but I feel like they figured out that Wednesday and Pugsley together were sort of the better parts of this movie. Mm -hmm. I like, mean, Wednesday, I would say. To be well, honest. definitely Wednesday, but it's the, her she dynamic with it. always trying we're, to kill her brother. Is, yeah, but, so but we're getting like we're getting a Wednesday Adam show on Netflix that is true. in yeah. a month. That and it's true. solely riding the cocktails of Christina Ricci's performance. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And she has the best joke in the movie, which is when she's talking to the Girl Scout who's trying to buy her lemonade. And she's like, well, is it made out of real lemons? And then... Is this made from real lemons? Yes. I only like all natural fruits and beverages, organically grown with no preservatives. Are you sure they're real lemons? Yes. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll buy a cup. If you buy a box of my delicious Girl Scout cookies, do we have a deal? Are they made from real Girl Scouts? Are your cookies made of real Girl Scouts? <laughs> and she just sits there yes. on the line and it's just so good. Yeah, perfect casting. And I feel like they gave her much more in the sequel. But mm -hmm. anyway. Not mm -hmm. to get down a rabbit hole, but we're going to mention a canceled music video with Michael Jackson for the sequel. And she was the one invited to participate on that. Oh, you know, like okay. she's she's the only, only one from the cast like that the sort marquee. of like had. Yeah. So she kind of she is sort of the person mm -hmm. that represents, I guess, the, the, the Michael Jordan of the group. Mm. Uh, it, it's her or Morticia, I think. Well, oh, I love Raul. Yeah, I wasn't, yeah, yeah. wasn't going to go this direction. But at that point, Raul Julia had passed away. But to me, he's he is he's a star. A co-star, whatever. He's amazing. He's amazing in this film. And so you both know I am from Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And yes. I actually have this just really strong connection. And I don't know if this influences me liking these movies or thinking they're a classic, but being a fan of movies and thinking about wanting to be involved in movies when I grew up in some sort of way. He was my Rita Moreno. He was the one that I really like oh my God, someone from where I'm from can make it. And then when he passed away in, in 94, just at 54, I think, mm -hmm. it was such a devastating blow. The other thing that's a weird connection is his funeral in Puerto Rico, there were like thousands showed up to celebrate. He went from one spot to, it was almost like a politician's funeral. Oh, wow. Mm. And he was buried in a cemetery walking steps from my house. 
Like we would yeah. literally pass by it every time. And my mom, you know, after he got buried, she would point, oh, that's where your Raul Julia, you know. Wow. And I always like, even from the car window when we passed, I could just look there and see sort of like, that's where Raul. So mm -hmm. I, he always had, he was always, always present. Yeah, absolutely. And mm -hmm. yeah, looking back, honestly, researching for this episode, it was, it was a bit hard to sort of watch clips of him. Mm -hmm. And being like, man, it's like it's like if Al Pacino or or De Niro like died in in, in the a, peak of yeah. you know he this is what sort of this was a hit for him that sort of made him more commercial viable whatever you want to call it because he was a claim he had a claim hits for a long time I mean there's one of the things that I found that was really fun apparently he had he started in theater he was really good in theater mm -hmm. and apparently he and Meryl Streep put on this like now legendary performance of Shakespeare in the park. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Of Taming of the Shrew. Ah, yeah. There's a documentary and they talk about this, how he just went head to head with Meryl Streep and people like, if you were there, you never forgot <laughs> this. If she denied to wed, I'll crave the day when I shall ask the bands and when be married. Yes! Raul did a number of absolutely unforgettable performances for us. But the one that nobody who saw it will ever forget was the Petruchio he played opposite Meryl Streep in Taming of the Shrew. My super dainty Kate. What you're watching is two of our greatest actors at the height of their powers fighting with each other, because that's what Petruchio and Kate do. Farewell! What, with my tongue in your tail? Nay, come again, good Kate, I am a gentleman. That I'll try. She's gonna meet her match. That's the caliber of Alan we're talking, yeah. so... Yeah, yeah. And he, just whenever he's on camera, you just can't look away. There's just something about him. Like, he's sharing scenes with Angelica Houston, and I found myself, like, gravitating to him on the frame. Mm -hmm. I was just like... Because for me, I didn't grow up with as much familiarity with him as an actor, oh, so yeah. those two mov these two movies were really, like, my only exposure to him, and it's sort of... He's immortalized in this role and, and really beloved because of it, which is, you know, really cool. I want to talk a little about Christina Ricci. We... Yeah. Talked a little bit on her, but There's we mentioned how she steals the movie. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, I'm just going to say this, Hall of Fame childhood crush. Like it really? was, to me, it was her and Chris, but it wasn't more Adam's family. It was more Casper. Casper. Casper, Casper yeah. But her and Kristen Dunn's childhood oh. and then teenagers, I went Buffy, which I just kind of saw Potter. Like they all have some sort of like horror subgenre. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. a very good to them, point. Which is pretty cool. So I was thinking about Christina Ricci and Kristen Dunn's and both of their career and started mm -hmm. comparing them. I can't help but think of that. I wish Richie would have had the career Kristen Dunst has, meaning mm. some more acclaimed roles, working with some more directors, some more collaborations. And she's had that, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I guess I'll start with this. Have we seen the best performance of Christina Richie yet? I don't think so. I think that I think there's like a chance for sort of that like. I always feel like there's always a few actors that get that opportunity, like in that second gear of the yeah. second stage of their career where like she gets like a supporting, you know, supporting actress nomination for some really cool, quirky, small role that she takes on. Something like that I could see happening in the next few years. And she works with the Wachowskis a lot. And like, I always love the little role she has in those movies. So, I mean, she's constantly, I think, making choices that excite her, which is cool. Um, but I just hope that more people like give her opportunities because you're right. Give her, give her like a Michael Keaton Birdman yeah, kind of exactly, thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and then like Keaton like sort of like sh had this second phase of Absolutely. a career with that. And That's true. Give, some, give her something that's self-referential to something in her past for sure. I think that she's she's getting there. She's on the up right now. Mm. 
with like, uh, well, we just mentioned this Netflix show, and then she's in Yellow Jackets as well. Like, she's definitely. Uh, yes, I haven't seen Yellow Jackets, up. and people love that. Yeah, and uh, yeah. <laughs> almost annoyingly, my main reference point for her is a movie that one of my best friends in high school really loved. It was Penelope. Oh my God. <laughs> the one yeah, where know, she has yeah. the pig nose. Yes. And I've seen, because of that, I've seen this movie like more times oh than I gosh. ever wanted to. Double feature with that in Roxanne, Steve yeah, Martin's exactly. Movie. Oh my gosh, with the, the nose. nose. <laughs> I forgot about that. And then um, we can do the hours. <laughs> just a whole festival. I think two, two nose, nose movies where noses. I draw the line. Yeah. That's too much. <laughs> But Nicole Kidman was ugly in that movie. Oscar bait. I know. <laughs> Speaking of Wednesday Adams, this might be an unanswerable question, but Sophie, you might appreciate it. Mm -hmm. If this movie got made today, how big of a true crime fan do you think Wednesday Adams would be? Do you think she's into it? Or do you think she has some reservations about the whole thing? Oh, mm. I don't I don't think she'd be listening to the true crime podcast. I think she'd be like out there doing it. Or like <laughs> doing or, the crimes. Or she'd be trying to throw them off the scent to help mm. the people who committed the crimes. Because <laughs> I feel yeah, like that's no. the thing is like they're they're constantly like she on the side of the bag. Yeah, she wouldn't be like a fangirl. She's like a scholar. Yes. You know? It's like she's above it, but yeah. in a way, yeah. Last thing that I have, what is it about Christmas and Halloween that makes for such a magical combination? This movie actually stars with a Christmas jingle, people singing. You're right. That's true. The it premiered in December. Mm-hmm. And it premiered in December? Yes. Yeah, December, I didn't know December that. 3, I December think you said. December 3rd, 1991. Yeah. So it's like, uh, we have so many examples of this, like the Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Edward Scissorhand doesn't, but still, like the ice, mm -hmm. the snow part of it, even Home Alone, like the music, John Williams' music score gives oh, it Home like- Home Alone is absolutely Christmas. It, it is Christmas, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm talking the Halloween part, like there is mm. like a dash of like darkness and creepiness, and that's what, I don't know about that combination, but I absolutely love it. Love it. And I feel like this movie has that. And maybe that's something that the second one doesn't have. So this is one that the first one does cooler. It's like that integration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder if this is like kind of a distinctly millennial thing because we got so many good kids movies for Halloween and Christmas mm -hmm. that like it's just pure nostalgia the second October hits. And a lot of those movies did come out at a time, like in the 90s and stuff. So I wonder if it's a response to like really sappy Christmas movies that we were getting in the past or like, mm. or an absence of Halloween movies that there was just like this, like, I don't know, a hole to fill and really interesting. I don't know why we did The it. best theory that I came is that the extremes are bad. I don't like too happy, sappy things. Mm -hmm. I don't like too dark. I like when you have a presence of both. Yeah. yeah. And that's in yeah. a way what Adam's family has. Like mm -hmm. they technically do like evil things and have but these things, but they love <laughs> yeah. each other. Yeah. They're yes. the most loving family. They love each other. So mm -hmm. you have these two ingredients constantly mixing of darkness and the morbid and but then so much love. And I mean, th that family is just like such a tight knit unit. Yeah. And it's like the same Christmas could be in Halloween, that kind of thing. It's like, I don't want sappy, sappy Christmas. I don't want like mm -hmm. I'm depressed Halloween. I want sort of a bit of both. That sweet and sour combined yes, is really yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think Adam's family really is for everybody. I think that's why it just mm -hmm. keeps living on. Like, even from the 60s till now. Yeah, there's a character you can relate to, there's, right. you know. Well, it's, it's also outcast, right? Everyone relates to being an yes. outcast. And yeah. this movie sort of, like, I, I don't, maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but you can put a placeholder metaphor to, like, you feel as, as an outcast. 
but they don't. But movie. they don't care. They're happy. No, I think that's they're happier well, than it's, anybody. It's the audacity I, yeah, of it. They're just yeah, like they're right. like they're not like even be yourself. It. The classic mm-hmm, yeah. be yourself. Yeah. Even if you feel like you're different, you're an outcast. I mean the the scene when then Puxley and Wednesday are performing their play. Mm-hmm. Like oh, everyone is in shock, judging, and it's really funny. But also the family, they're just <laughs> so happy and they're yeah. just exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you know, like who cannot relate to sort of being like, yeah, I mean Little Miss Sunshine. That's like that kind of a similar thing right where they have yeah. this sequence where it's like oh my god you're all weirdos but they don't care they're just like bonding and connecting so. that's a good one-two punch that'd be a good double feature yes you know? oh yeah agreed what do you say mr hammer is it hammer time <laughs> i think it's hammer it's time, hammer time. <laughs> oh. all right it's Wolfgang. time for a quick break but when we come back yes it's the main event we're talking adam's groove by mc hammer be legit and don't quit on us <laughs> I like that. I like leaving all of that. I'm like, no, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the only way that joke works. Yeah. Yeah. We are back with the song will go on and it's time to cover today's song. Adam's Groove by MC Hammer from the 1991 film The Adam's Family. Let's just get into it. No time to waste. Sophie, take us for a spin with your song setup. All right. Adam's Groove is a song by hip hop artist MC Hammer and serves as the theme song to The Adams Family. It was the second single released on his 1991 album Too Legit to Quit and was included in the cassette version of that album, but curiously not the CD. Hmm. A little about Hammer, MC Hammer is an American rapper and dancer best known for his hit songs You Can't Touch This. I told you, homeboy, you can't touch this. Yeah, that's how we living, and you know, you can't touch this. Look at my eyes, man, you can't touch this. And too legit to quit. His, uh, he's also known for his energetic dance moves and flashy clothes, including his eponymous hammer pants. I didn't know they were called hammer pants. Oh, absolutely. Mm. He's considered the pioneer of pop rap, which expanded the rap genre. Oh. Yeah, I went in a rabbit hole of pop rap. Yeah. I still kind of, like, I get it, but I don't get it. Like, who who goes <laughs> in and goes, goes out? It's like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's no, like, musical like clarity to, clarity the to it. Them. It's just sort of like, you know, when you see it, see it kind of <laughs> thing. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> And also in 2007, BET named him seventh on their best dancers of all time list. Dancers? Okay. Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, pa- Paolo. Wait, JP, what do you, wait, no, we'll, no, we'll get to I, it, we'll get I, to I was it. Expe- no, he's a great dancer. I was expecting like, he's a hip hop artist first. And I was like, oh, he made the top 10 in dancers. <laughs> he's, he's sort of, I think a dancer first. I, I think he's a dancer first. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so he was seven. Um, who was, like, who was number one? And so, You want to guess? Well, Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson was number one. He was number two. Oh, interesting. James Brown is number one on this list. Oh, Just okay. Just pure yeah. raw energy. Yeah, uh, like and Paolo, you'll be thrilled to hear that Puffy made the list. Wait. <laughs> for dancing? At number 24. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. I was like, if you said, like, number six, I was like, oh, my God. I think I'm... 24 is too generous. Sierra is after him. What? At 25? <laughs> what is this list? Yeah, I don't think that this Can list someone has much validity. Can someone show me clips of Pub Daddy dancing? I can't even think of well, one. Well, I thought you'd be excited because maybe it was inspired by his bombastic performance oh, yes, in he, the he Come did. With Me video. Yes, he, he did dance. Maybe that's it. Yeah. He did dance. Yeah, I don't know uh, how... 
how legit this list was. <laughs> but anyway. All right, so let's go to 1991 Hammer. In 1991, MC Hammer's coming off of his huge success with You Can't Touch This and his album, Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him, sold 10 million copies. Wow. Sorry, that title makes me laugh. Um, and the album was number one for 21 weeks. This was apparently a first for the pop charts. Wow. However, Hammer was receiving some backlash. People were saying his lyrics were repetitive. They didn't like his clean cut image and he was accused of relying on sampling for all of his hits. I don't agree with one of those three. <laughs> well, to prove them all wrong, he makes Adam's Groove, which is a song <laughs> for a family movie and samples the Adam's Family theme song. So, ha. Yeah. This'll shut up the yeah. critics. And this song's not repetitive at all. No. <laughs> uh, this song was MC Hammer's fifth and last top 10 hit in the US. Mm. So that is to say, yes, it was a hit. It did chart. Uh, it was number seven in the US and number four in the UK. This could be in part due to the very elaborate music video, which features all the characters of the movie, a super intricate set and a CGI of Hammer's severed head bouncing around with Thing, the disembodied hand, mm -hmm. all while rapping. Spoilers, I love the music video. The music video matches the energy of the film perfectly. Yes. Well, I'm glad you do, because the music video was directed by Rupert Wainwright, who did all of Hammer's videos, including the iconic You Can't Touch This. Hammer and Wainwright won a Grammy for Best Music Video Long Form for Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him The Movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, they, of course, uh, continued their artistic relationship for this video. I love it when they add the movie to just whatever, yeah. you know. It's blah, blah, like blah doc the movie it's, yeah, it's just probably like, like 12 minutes but yeah <laughs> yeah right i know that we're going to discuss this video at length but before we do i want to hear about your impressions of this song is it too legit or should we quit <laughs> no, i don't feel that bad about my, yeah. <laughs> my joke at the uh, well ouch it's me again yes i have to start it off mm -hmm. um so my connection to this song is this is the first thing is JP, you were throwing a Halloween party and you texted me for playlist recommendations. I thought the same thing when we talked about this episode. And I had just, I, you should say, discovered the song because I had not, for, I forgot about its existence. Mm -hmm. And I was listening and I was like, I'm just going to send JP this, whatever. It'll be a joke, a little laugh. And then during the party, I was walking around uh -huh. and here comes Adam Groove that plays. And I was like, she put it on the playlist. Of course. Mm -hmm. Recommendations are taken seriously when it yeah. comes to Halloween parties. That's when I knew we were going to be very good friends. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay, follow up. Do you remember the other song that you recommended that also made it onto the playlist? Is it Weird Science? It was the the werewolf song from oh, Party Rock. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, that, that, that was, was so my contribution. Yeah. Yes, 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 in, in that thread, yeah. I was like, these are both making it. <laughs> it came on in the, in the party. I was like, I forgot I added yeah. this. And I just like, chuckled my way through it. Werewolf for mitzvah, spooky, scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolf. Rediscovered this song a couple of years ago. I went back and forward. Do I like it? Do I don't? But I'm glad it exists because it encapsulates movie music, an area of movie music very, very well, which is we have a ton of money. Who's the big artist right now? Let's put this thing together and we have either magic or what is going on here. Both scenarios end up great for us, for pop culture. Mm -hmm. They both give us something regardless. <laughs> and this falls into the category of movie songs that are absolutely about the movie. 
Like my heart will go on is not about Titanic. Like it's yes. not like she's yes. like there was a big boat and I fell in love <laughs> Could you on it. it yes. My heart will go on, but not big yours, Leo. There's no boat. space in this yeah. wood planet. Your heart will not go on. That's how it does. But this song, it doesn't take any like creative license with like what we might be singing about. Like this is the Adams Groove. Yes. And we're going to mention all the characters by name in it. And it's just MC Hammer walking around yeah. the house and being like, I'm meeting the family. Exactly. <laughs> so do you think, if I read your comment correctly, do you think this had ambitions of existing outside of the film? I would have said no, but he released it as a single greatest and hits. it was on his it's on album. It's his greatest hits, too. It is. It's shocking to yeah, me. It, yeah. And maybe this is what killed his career. I'm not sure. No, no. <laughs> But to that point, though, this this like you were saying earlier about like this, if it's good or bad, it's still like valuable to see what the industry was doing. Then it yeah. is like a perfect time capsule of like late 91, like aesthetic, the type of pop hip hop, which I didn't really know existed until like <laughs> 30 minutes ago. Yeah. But like it it really is like it's not something that I would actively listen to for any other reason. You didn't know other existed. You were like, what are you talking about, yeah, guys? I, I thought it was just rap. Gen- what are you talking about? The rap I like this called yeah. pop rap. It's, this is quaint now compared to the way the, the way the hip hop scene has like changed. But like yeah. I genuinely when the credits started and this song started playing, I because I hadn't allowed myself to listen to the, the song. I was like, let me watch the movie first and mm-hmm. then I'll listen to the song. And when the song started playing, I was like, Oh my God, this part's going to be wild. Yeah. It is such an interesting tune. Uh, well, did you also notice MC Hammer show up in another part of the movie? I was trying to pay attention Wait, for it, but I don't yeah. know how oh, yeah, Not know. himself, but yeah, I don't know. when Cousin It pulls up to the party, he's listening to Too Legit to Quit in his car. I knew there was like a in the radio. Yeah. There's like a radio playing something, but yeah. oh yeah. Goodness. Okay, people who are listening, I'm sorry. I might have given you the impression I hate this song. I don't hate this song. <laughs> to talk about that is I'm gonna talk about the things. I'll start with the things that I like. Okay. Okay. Which is I do think it's catchy. I do yeah. think it's a bit of an earworm. And it's more than a bit of an earworm. Yeah. It's while we were setting head. up for the podcast, all of us And I'm going I'm going to attempt a really poor man's music analysis here. I'm ready. So take this with a grain of salt. But mm-hmm. I think what makes this song unique, it's how it uses triplets I during the that, chorus. That's my note. Absolutely. Because uh, so yeah, if you don't know, triplets is what you call when a group of three notes play inside another note length. The time is split into three equal note parts. If you go one note, two note, three note, mm-hmm. four note, triplets would be one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. You're just dividing that one note into three equal parts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a very good explanation, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to play a clip. Mm-hmm. One and a two and 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 triples would be one two three 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 his rapping is is the triplets. Because I have a theory for why, but do you have a theory for why he does that? No, not necessarily. Don't let me hear your theory. I don't have a theory, I just an observation, but it's Primarily because it's da 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 da, and that's actually like leading. That is triplet. Oh, and I didn't think about that. Da 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 da. That's the whole song is built around a triplet structure. So I feel like yeah. he just was like, "I'll take that and run with it," and yeah. then it's the entire mm. building. And of the that's song. really clever if that was the case. Right? But oh, yeah, I'd put money on that. I'm hoping that's what it is because really cool. yeah. what I like about this is that 
it's not the melody. It's like it's not an earworm melodically. No, yeah. It's an earworm rhythmic. Right. Yes. It's right. a rhythm that becomes the earworm. And it's like it's almost like you're on like a horse, like it won't stop. <laughs> it just keeps going. So you're like, I'm yes, I'm and, on this ride. And so and I like that. The other thing is, and th I went full on beautiful mind in this song. Okay? <laughs> there's like you, there's chalk on the windows. Yes, yeah. you need to tell me if I am crazy or if any of this makes sense. The repetition here is obviously one of the key that the song uses, mm -hmm. and I feel that also is in the lyrics. So the lyrics. Of the chorus is they do what they want to do, say what they want to say, live how they want to live, play how they want to play, dance how they want to dance. That section, I counted. So the first, they do what they want to do, mm -hmm. has 22 letters. Oh my God. What are you, are where you is this kidding? going? Only nine letters are different. <laughs> Whoa. It okay, has, okay, okay. It has, I'm on the ride now. Go ahead. It has, <laughs> I'm on this journey. It has seven words. Uh huh. Two of those repeat, so there you have four, <laughs> and so then only one letter is different from what versus one. So again, the similarities, like if, if repetition is a the theme of this song, it's not only using repetition in rhythm, mm -hmm. in lyrics, in the letters, like it's like trying to continue again. And this pattern just continues all the way to like say what they want to say. 19 letters, only eight letters are different. Same thing. Six words. Two of them repeat each other. Only one letter separates them. And this goes on. So in that whole section, again, they do what they want to do, say what they want to say, live how they want to live, play how they want to play, dance how they want to dance. That section contains 107 letters and only 14 <laughs> letters are different. I love this. 31 words, only nine words are different. And the word they and what appear in all five lines. The phrase what they want ties the two lines together. How they want ties the other two lines together. Mm -hmm. It's just repetition after repetition after repetition. It's baked in, in the whole DNA of not just the rhythm, mm -hmm. the letters, the song. And if you were trying to do this on purpose, it's not easy. It's No, it's not. And I think to, to just like take the this like, I, I love this, by the way, this is a very beautiful mindy, but oh my I, God. if you take it and I thought you were gonna be like, well, there's nine, nine letters and there's like this many. Everything's members, divisible by three. Yeah, <laughs> I was like going on this math journey with you. But I do think to your point, like if you're going to say like this, this song is like relentlessly rhythmic, like it holds the structure in like a kind of an, un, an unabashed, very like, like it is who it is and it knows what it is. I almost like I almost felt like I was. Yeah, doing you're the doing the thing. Yeah. It, is, it, is. it is now <laughs> to my psyche. That's how we talk from now on. In yeah. triplets. We talk how we want to talk. Like, yeah. it, it, honestly, like I feel like that is sort of what the the movie is. Like the, these characters are like unabashedly who they are, and they are relent relentlessly themselves. And that's kind of like at least that balances out thematically. Oh but yeah, I, thematically, uh, it's, you know also, I mean? it's like, also connecting with the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked that journey. That was a good. That was a good rabbit hole of of numbers. <laughs> so, do you approve of this journey? And does think, this make sense at all? I think you're nuts. But <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah. But it was it was fun to go on the ride. I mean, I I'm no musicologist. Music. <laughs> um, I mean, either based on this no. analysis. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> well, I could have told you that it was repetitive without counting the letters, but that's fine. <laughs> you're thorough. That's all. You're yeah. thorough. I just I guess I wanted to see how repetitive was. Okay. And this is my favorite section I've ever recorded. So, fun. Here's here's another thing. My beautiful mind did not stop there. Oh no. <laughs> he just called one your of the mind. one of the things that Hammer got criticized mm -hmm. is how repetitive his it's true. his hooks were. 
Twelve times he repeats the oh chorus God. in this song. <laughs> Twelve times? Twelve times. Four times the chorus is repeated before the one minute mark. Only one minute into the song, he's already repeated the chorus four times. At the two minute mark, he's repeated the chorus eight times. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And like, like Sophie said on the setup, that's something he did throughout the other song. I went a step yeah. further and I listened to Too Legit to Quit. Yeah. He mentions the phrase too legit to quit 51 times in that That's, song. That is like 37 times too many. Like, yeah. 51, like he repeats. That means that he repeats the chorus like because the chorus is too legit, too legit to yeah. quit. Too yeah. le- right. So yeah. he repeats that chorus about yeah. 12 or 13 times in that song. <laughs> yep. Not only that, that's 51 times in this song. If you count the 21 times he repeats in Adam's Groove, which is another yeah. song. That's another thing. He just starts singing his other song while he's pl- still singing this song. 21 times in Adam's group, it's the second song. He got lost yeah. in his own song. Yeah. I can't tell if this is marketing genius or... I don't know, it got you to listen to yeah. it. But um, Fair. I did this exercise. I was like, okay, what does this mean? So the same year, I took an artist who was comparable mm-hmm. in a song that maybe I could compare. I came up with Michael Jackson. He had a hit this year, Black or White. Okay. That's a good song, though. Kind of like a similar gimmick about the song is built around this phrase, right? This concept, black or white, or Mm -hmm. he mentions black or white in that song only eight times during the song. And that's including four times at the outro of the song, which is at the end when it's like, it's black, it's white, it's da-da-da. So there's a lot. But even before that, he only repeats it four times. I cannot help to think that that adds a really bigger impact of that phrase, how it's not overused in in the song. Like that's... Something that sticks out from you to that song, but it's not overused. Like the less mm-hmm. has more impact. Yeah, I think that Adam's Groove sort of has like a hypnotizing quality because Truly. it never reaches a peak. Like you don't really feel like you're building towards it starts like as yeah. it is and it just stays it that way. It starts out the gate and it stays there. And even though I've listened to this song multiple times mm-hmm. in preparation, I can't I still can't tell you what the verses are. Even after I've read the lyrics, well, the I verses, still can't tell you. The verses is when he's like, I'm going to use the Adams and your boy is the funk of D. Is MC Hammer as goofy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't. Yeah. That um, was identical. Yeah. Both of those voices were exactly yeah. the same. But even in the instrumentation, mm-hmm. I also feel like comparing these, so- these two songs reveals a bit too. Because Black and White, it's a bit of a weird song because in terms of structure, if you mm-hmm. really listen to that song... The chorus is not easily identifiable. It's the same um, guitar sort of hook. Mm-hmm. And the same Adam Grooves. If you let's listen to the instrumentation of Adam Groove. Pretty thin mm-hmm. when it comes to instrumentation. But uh, I but I can really hear the Adams family theme in that. Yeah, that oh, yeah, like that's, baritone sax. Yeah, yeah. that's something that's something that actually gets a bit buried, right? With it, yeah, his, I mean, his lyrics. I, really like, I couldn't really hear it. Yeah. Here I really hear the Adams thing. Yeah. Yeah. If I play black and white. Yeah. 
it's built in a similar way. It has like a groove continuing. This is supposedly the chorus, which is a really short chorus. Yeah. But the chorus yeah. and the verse even share the same instrumentation. One thing that really Adam's groove, I feel like, lacks is there's no other A or B part. There's yeah. only like a bridge and the bridge is really thin. Mm-hmm. But like we just stick with that groove all the time versus, for example, comparing to like black and white, there's at least two more musical ideas here. There's the B section where he. Like at least we get some diversity there with that change. Mm-hmm. And then also has. Protection for gangs, clubs and nations, causing grief in human relations. It's a turf war on a global like a c-section that there's complexity to that song. yeah there's other different ideas and just like this one hook and just repeat it over and over yeah yeah i just feel like it, it, it's a shame because because i like this song it's just that i wish it would have built into something more there's yeah. not enough going Agreed. on i think that a lot of what this song has to offer comes in the music video for sure yes yes it is an, a fantastic video truly so if it's been a while since you've seen it there's actually a really great quality one on youtube it's like 35 millimeter yeah it's <laughs> like a, oh, it looks it looks great but that one doesn't have the cgi head yes, bouncing apparently. around in the beginning unfortunately so I... you might have to watch two different versions <laughs> Fun uh, homework. Yeah. <laughs> um but it just captures the tone of the movie and of the song pretty perfectly like we've said the adams are super happy people even though they're you know they're so macabre and so morbid and i think that mc hammer just like really captures the tone of that he's 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 has some acting moments like he's meeting them at their mm-hmm. level. Sword fighting with Raul Julia is really fun. Yeah, so there was this super fun featurette. Uh, I think it was included in the DVD, but it sort of shows MC Hammer, his power as a choreographer. So oh, wow. Raul Julia shows up on set and they're choreographing a sword fight because Raul Julia has, you know, the stage combat experience and That's then MC so cool. Hammer's adding moves to it and they're just sort of collaborating and it just looked like a blast. Shoulder, leg, head, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the minute we got out there, we talked, yeah, you know, he got into it. Uh, uh, we made up our sword fight, our routine. We were having fun with it. He makes suggestions and jokes on, you know, what to do. Uh, the part when we come together uh, was his his idea to come together. And then uh, uh, my idea then, then to look at the camera, you know, and so we did a lot of things together. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes. Like what I took away from that featurette is that everyone had a great time on set, whether that whether that's true or not, I don't know. Because when I first started watching the video, I was like, are they just matching like cuts of the film with MC? And I was like, no, there. It seems like the cast for a lot of it was on set for they this, were, and that's really rare. I feel like for a lot of music videos. Oh yeah, there are this. no clips of the movie in this. They're yeah, doing it on set, so it's matching the movie, but it's that's all so original cool. to the video. There are some clips, I think. Just they? Like, but they're really quick. Like there's a clip, I think, of Adams, Pugsley, and Uncle Fester like blowing up the ground and it cuts oh, like, okay. oh, like there a couple are, cutaways, maybe. There are yeah. some, but that's the thing. The quality it matches uh, the music perfectly. video is so good. So well. it I mean, they showed I don't know if you guys know this, they show the music video before the film in theaters. Oh, that's cool. Oh, okay. That's really cool. So there you go. And they shot it with the same kind of production design, the same set. 
Which, by the way, I'm all for it. If, the, the, if we want to make this a thing, like I want to, weird movie song, music video before my movie. Yeah. I'd rather enjoy that than the whole Pixar. Like, look what, look what we did. <laughs> we Aren't made we the movie, great? and we're gonna show you the most impressive shot of the movie before it plays. I got so mad when Coco did that. Just yeah, let I the know. movie Just, speak for itself, man. Because mm. it took the magic away from. Oh, we've talked about Sophie and I have talked about this. I'm not sure. It, we, it, it took takes the reveal the, away yeah, from yeah, us. Yeah, like, anyway. let me see the movie and be in awe, not in awe before the movie. You explaining how oh, you did it i forgot about that yeah yeah it kind of felt like they were bragging they were like we made this and i'm like yeah i, I was gonna be in awe <laughs> yeah and, and now i'm having to react to yeah, that right? before being in awe yeah i think hempsey hammer's superpowers dancing absolutely yes. he's jp there was a moment where i was doing research mm -hmm. i laughed out loud and sophie came by me and we're like what? why are you giggling about and i was like <laughs> i'm watching mc hammers can touch this video his choreography amazing just make me amazing. it's so good yeah. like that moment where like he goes break it down oh, oh yeah. and like break it down How he, his body moves just make me giggle. It's so good. It's it's heightened by the pants. Like the pants, the pants steal some of the like the power away from those moments. But like it is his dancing is the reason why the pants became as iconic as they did. Of course. You know, I don't think you're giving the pants are a uh, thing, but he also like the moves. He's just like, like walking. <laughs> I was like, that is so cool. And I just I. Yeah, his choreography is really good. One, another thing that that behind the scenes revealed, mm -hmm. I think you saw it is. How hands-on he is in not just the choreography, but in the editing. He's in the editing bay. Yeah. And they oh, make wow. this whole thing about him and the director are like, arguing. yeah, are we arguing about? Because he like really tries to really be protective about how the choreography gets edited. Mm. And obviously the director is being like, yeah, but the camera movement, the cinematography looks great. And he's like, so it's a tug and pull between them. I take care of one thing and he takes care of someone else. And he doesn't want to trust anyone else to the dance because he just wants to cut the dance himself. So that's all there is to it. And I'll take care of how it's shot and coverage and cutaways and dreaming up more stuff. And then meanwhile, he knows that because of our relationship, he knows that like he'll be in there cutting the dancing and then I'll cut everything else around that. Bow, if we can get that. So that, you know, it's, it's a kind of like the right, the right hand and left hand thing. And, you know, we've kind of worked that out pretty much. But the one thing that he's absolutely dogmatic about is about the, air, you know, his dance steps and stuff like that. No one decides that but him. MC Hammer's definitely prioritizing the dancing in yeah, every um, aspect of the video. And in the featurette, you see him, he's the one showing the backup dancers how to move. And he's also teaching the cast, like he was teaching little Christina Ricci how to do the dance oh, moves. Her yeah. with, the, with the MC Hammer shades dancing, yeah. it's like, that's my spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, gotta, the thing. I gotta check out this feature. I watched the music video for sure. And I was wildly impressed because I was like, the dance, the choreography at times I'm like, sometimes I'm always like, oh, I feel like I could, give me a day. I could learn some of this. Like, yeah. it's not that hard, but then it's like the way it's like. Dang, are you a really good dancer? No, I, I have just false confidence. <laughs> okay, yeah. I've never actually tried to do that. But it's it's one of those things where you're like, oh, that feels like sometimes it's like these eight counts are doable. And then you're like, no, it's actually, it's the way he's like performing it in unison with these other dancers. Yeah. Like some, some artists can kind of dance, but you can tell that they're not in, in control of the moves or making those decisions. And it's clear that he's in command of every moment. Yeah. I think we should talk about the hammer a little bit. The man, his, the hammer, the legend. The myth, the legend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And before I ask you, I'll say this. I kind of grew up with thinking of hammer a bit of as a 
vanilla ice type of character was under his impression that maybe he was like a kind of one hit wonder absolutely effing wrong throughout the years like especially even now researching like i don't believe that but i do want to ask you both how do you feel about hammer's career like where do you what what is your opinion about his art and his career and his music It's a blessing and a curse to have such a big hit song like You Can't Touch This. Yeah. Because it overshadows anything else that he's really ever done. Mm-hmm. Have, have you seen the music video for Too Legit to Quit? I haven't. I have not, no. Yeah. You, you gotta see that first. Yeah. It's 14 minutes long. Oh my God. The first, the song doesn't begin until eight minutes. There's <laughs> like a six minute bit of people saying, MC Hammer has quit, like report and people reacting, celebrities. Hammer quitting? <laughs> no, man. Can't be serious. Wait, wait, are you talking about the hammer? Dancing hammer? The baddest cat out there is quitting the business. No, man, I, you got the wrong information. And it's like a bit that should have lasted 30 seconds. It goes on for eight minutes. Oh, my I think goodness. the thing you'll enjoy, it looks like a Scientology video. <laughs> the VFX. Oh, like my there's, God. There's this thing where this globe travels and James Brown, like, throws fire at him, MC Hammer, to be like, pump him up be like try fireballs like some dragon ball c shit it's insane okay so i think the, the way into and out of mc hammer's career is like exclusively through his visuals because yeah. i feel like i'm not necessarily yes. as like tied to the music but no like, it is yeah that was that was like what like six or seven six years after like mtv is like hey we're gonna make an entire channel that's just dedicated to like visual mm-hmm. content for music and it was like you hit that sweet spot where he was just landing right into that. It was like Michael Jackson had the big ones, the ones that like kind of, you know, the John Landis is the, the, the sort of big film kind of versions. But like, I feel like he had this, this fun, you know, space to operate in. That was like, to your point was over the top and fun makes the music more accessible. And I would ne- otherwise not really listen to his stuff. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. I also think that he's at his best when you can see him dancing. Yeah. It's just such yeah. a big part Simply of it. Put, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But to answer your original question, I don't think he's a one-hit wonder. No, I think no, that people no, sort no, of no. try to write him off as yeah, that. I, I yeah. do think he... I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think he gets maybe the respect he deserves. Or maybe he Agreed. does or, 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 or I didn't give him the respect he deserves. Mm-hmm. But even alone as a dancer, I think he's an amazing artist. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I don't think... As music, yeah, it might be, but still, there's a lot of stuff there to enjoy. I mean, I wish I could write a song like yeah. Can Touch This. Yeah, I mean, it's complicated because, like, do I like Adam's groove? I don't know how to answer that question. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I like MC Hammer now. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, yeah, I think I respect yeah. him as a performer way more now than I did before we started yes. researching this pod. Yeah. I went down a rabbit hole, just a quick aside, of him performing with Psy of Gangnam Gangnam Style fame. Oh, wait, wow. what? Really? And it's a, I, it's, I don't know what awards it was, but it was fantastic to see them doing Aww. each other's choreography. And he was like probably well into his 50s at this yeah, point. How yeah, how are Hammer moves nowadays? He, he was fantastic. He I'm was sure holding he his own. And there were like 30 backup dancers and you could only, you only wanted to focus on him inside. It was amazing. Going back to Hammer and sort of like the flack he got about for, I guess, being clean pop cut. rock, clean yeah. cut mm-hmm. and all that stuff. That's mm-hmm. the stuff I really like, I don't get it. Like, why do you, I've never understood why you have to sort of like criticize or something like that i found this rare clip of tupac who became his friend apparently later on but then i found this rare clip of tupac just dissing him and encapsulate it's also tupac before he's famous so he's just like in a taping of this show he's in the crowd like this person's going through the crowd asking people what do you think of hammer stumbles on tupac 
you just stumble <laughs> on Tupac what and he's like Forrest talking about Gump it. Logic is that? That's cool. And also, you can just see like maybe this is revisionist history, but like that guy's gonna be someone like so much charisma. Okay, what's your favorite rap jam? Can't touch this by MC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, and why do you like that one? Because it's raging and he's funky. <laughs> funky dance steps. No, okay, no, but there's parents out there listening to this that think he's serious. Why is the audience laughing? I want to ask you, why do so many people get on Hammer? I mean, the man sold 10 million records. I'm not getting on Hammer, and I'm not going to say he did sell 10 million records, but uh, Crack Fiends bought 10 million rocks. That don't mean Crack is good. Don't mean nothing. The reason, I mean, I, I'm down with him because he's a brother and he's making his mail. But, however, he's diluting rap. You know what I'm saying? He's making something, he's playing that Sambo role. And the reason everybody's buying his record is because he's no threat and everybody want to see Sambo dance. Fascinating clip. I, I guess I'll definitely continue down that rabbit hole after this part researching because it does really interest me, like, the two school of thoughts here and clashing and what it is. Yeah. So mm -hmm. definitely a, a bigger topic than what we have time on the pod. We got to move on. Let's go to answerable questions. All right, let's go. Seven seconds in heaven. What seven seconds from the song gives you goosebumps? If any, and I, I, I don't have any. <laughs> no, goosebumps because it's spooky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean... If I had to choose, I would say the beginning of the song with the chorus, because if I'm listening to this, it hasn't worn out its welcome by then. <laughs> and I'm also like choosing to listen to it. So yeah, once the song starts, like mm -hmm. I'm into it. So you have any seven seconds in heaven? Uh, yeah, mine is the bridge simply because it's something different <laughs> the variety <laughs> yeah yeah that's different we haven't heard that part yeah before. We, needed, yeah. we needed a break there <laughs> yeah uh jb I, I went with, because uh, we were talking earlier about how, like, the lyrics, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that that was what they were saying in this mm -hmm. verse and this verse. So I went and deep dove in. I think there's, like, the third, second or third verse. I don't remember the, the order. It's a minute 136. So, like, it's, there's a, a point where he actually, like, says something with the song and it's not just, like, rattling off the list of characters. <laughs> and he's like, now's the time to get in your mind. It's okay to be yourself. And, like, that section really good i really liked it yeah. i was like oh, oh you got your really touch yeah. you, you see the theme a little bit yeah. there i like that now is the time to get in your mind it's okay to be yourself yourself take foolish pride and put it aside like the atoms yo they did that's a family does that tie into favorite lyric our next question yeah it probably yeah. does actually yeah <laughs> so what is your favorite lyrics you I had to look up the lyrics to see what was actually going on in mm -hmm. these verses and um it's a real treat lyrically uh I didn't even really know what to pick, um, but I went with this. I remember the day ah. I needed to borrow. <laughs> oh, no. Basically, have a time. <laughs> I remember the day I needed to borrow a little bit of pepper. For my chicken. For my chicken. <laughs> For my chicken, obviously. I remember the day I needed to borrow a little bit of pepper. My the next thing you know, coming at me, was a hand with the fingers high stepping. I ain't with that. 
Your <laughs> <laughs> sides are great. Yeah. I'm a chicken. I, I actually that. had the first bar as okay. my favorite Larry. Like, I remember the day yeah. I needed to borrow a little pepper and then someone. For my chicken. For my chicken. Yes. Yeah. That's because your co producers, Pepper and. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Shout out to our executive producer, Pepper. <laughs> yeah. Um, has it aged well? We ask ourselves if the song has aged well. Um, I'll start with not really. I couldn't find anything about how the song was received at the moment. I don't know, but uh, Hammer's not a thing. It, no. charted. it charted. It charted. I would say that definitely has an H well then. That no. You're, not- you, what, that's what you're saying. Well, I'm saying it was popular. Yeah, but no, now it's not. No, it hasn't aged yeah, well okay. at all, and that's what makes it so amazing. It is a. It is <laughs> yeah. a I like how you turned that. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a good thing because it's an absolute time capsule. But yeah. because it's a time capsule, it right. feels very 1991, <laughs> and I don't think it's aged particularly well. Right. But not in an offensive way. It well, just then, feels very. Second dated. question: Is this time capsule underrated or overrated? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. It I have neither, by the way. I don't. I'm, it's none of them. Like okay, I. I landed on underrated because okay. this is a pretty beloved movie mm-hmm. um, and it feels like it's sort of beloved in spite of the song <laughs> <laughs> because when this song would play on ABC Family or anything, I feel like we didn't get the music in the credits. So I wasn't even really aware of the song mm-hmm. attached to this movie. Yeah, they caught to like a bump next on ABC. Yeah, exactly. yeah, so we're not really getting it. And I didn't see the video at the time for sure. I mean, I was... That's born, underrated. The music yeah. video is underrated, I should say. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that um, just for that alone, for right. sure. I had overrated in my notes, but you've convinced me that it was underrated. Wow, so there wow. You go. nice. Mm. Hall of Fame moment. Who or what had their best moment in pop culture with this movie and or song? It can be anything. A person, a studio, a film, a music genre, a hand, the pepper, the chicken. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> JP, I want to start with you. Uh, it's Christina Ricci. Ah. I think. I think that it launched her career and... Obviously, they they centered a huge portion of the second film around her. Um, I think she just had like the biggest. Yeah. She no gained the most. For me, yeah. 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 How do you argue? Mm-hmm. Dove, what do you have? I think that this movie is a Hall of Fame moment for horniness in a family movie. Thank, thank oh, you. Yeah. We did not talk about this. Gomez and Morticia, like, yeah, are they in love? Are so hot for each other at every minute, and, and they believe- nailed it. Because they are so horny, but it doesn't feel inappropriate for this movie. Nope. It's the correct amount, and I appreciate it. And it's believable. Yes. It's not just stick. I'm like, they are, I'm like, I almost, I'm like, all right, and they need a minute. I yes. need to walk away, change <laughs> yeah. scenes. They need a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Thank you. That is really good. <laughs> Plugging your hit song on another song you're getting paid to write? Absolutely. Hall of Fame moment? Absolutely. Changes to 20-something. Hustle never quits. Yeah, that's true. Hall of Fame moment for showing a music video before the movie plays. Do we have any recollection of that? I, I, I'm sure it's not the only one in history, but I try to it Google ha- this. Yeah. It has to have happened again. I just don't know. This is why. one of those Google searches where like the combination of words leads to something oh, yeah. else. Like yeah. it's not going to show me that. Mm-hmm. So if anyone listening <laughs> to this has more firsthand experience of being in theaters. Yeah. And watching music things. and any other that you know that this movie included a music video being played before the music. Yeah. Hit me up because I would absolutely, we'd love to know this. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, because we're getting into that sweet spot of like the 90s where a lot of music videos were huge, but they mm-hmm. were always playing on MTV and charting in their own ways. I don't remember them being in theaters. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Remix, which today current artist or band would you pick if the movie and the song came out today? 
Sophie, I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. You've been bring, bringing it lately, remixes. Oh, thank you. So I want to start with you. What do you have? Well, I just wanted to mention this because I feel like this was kind of decided for me because of that 2019 animated Adam's Family movie. Oh, yeah. Um, that has a song in it called My Family. Mm-hmm. And it is by Migos, Carol G, Snoop Dogg, and Rock Mafia. Oh, wow. Maybe we'll have to cover that. I haven't (laughs) seen the movie, but I was thinking, who has done a song for a kid's movie that was so wildly popular? And I landed on Pharrell. Oh, yeah. I think Pharrell would nail the tone. And he did Happy for Despicable Me too, And that is absolutely something we have to cover. It's hard to imagine some other person gets picked if this movie comes out. That's that's a really good pick. Uh, I'll I'll Mm -hmm. offer mine for the table. Yes. for me, I'd have a. I would love to see like if we were to plug a music video with that quality into like the theatrical release, like do the full thing. Mm-hmm. Lil Nas X. Ah, okay. I want a Lil Nas X version because yeah. I feel like the over-the-top nature of his music videos, he'd have so much fun with yeah. just playing with this world. So I'd have fun We'd need it. a family-friendly version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'd <laughs> have to tone it down a little bit for, little for bit. the PG audiences. Yeah. But like that, even that, like giving him that prompt would be yes, really fun. You I know? support it. I don't know how you're both going to react to my pick, but I went with Danny Elfman and Uncle Boingo. Oh. The prompt was today's artist. Not, uh, well, uh, he just performed in Coachella. He did, but Oingo Boingo did And he's ripped now. Like, it's he crazy. Is, okay. It's true. Okay. Tatted and so, ripped. So, Tim Burton was supposed, I don't know supposed, but he was offered to direct this movie. They wanted Tim Burton to direct this movie. And he passed. There was another director to who passed. I forget. Oh, Terry Gilliam also passed. Oh, that would have been cool. I think, but, yeah, yeah, both would have had. I like, I like where great. it ended up, so but I'm not too sad. what I was yeah, thinking is if Tim Burton would have done Adam's Family, we would have definitely would have gotten a Danny Elfman, yep, Uncle Boingo song there. We it would have been amazing. So It would have been amazing, but the movie, I think, would have suffered because I think it would have aired to macabre. It would have had echoes of Beetlejuice too, yes. with like a younger character. Like I just would have felt a lot I of. I don't this. know. The Beetlejuice tone would work well with it. I don't oh, know. the Adams family's so happy. Like I mean, they don't look it, but they they are so happy. That is true. They lead anyway, with now that. Now we're yeah, arguing yeah, yeah. about. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I, I see, see, but still, Danny Elfman is still around. He is actually just released two albums. Two albums meaning like with rock music. He just played Coachella. Yes, I yeah, would. Yeah, he killed it. I would, yeah. like, I watched, Danny Elfman yeah. doing an Adam's Family song, I would melt. WTF, a moment from the movie or the song that kind of you thought needed a second opinion. JP, I'm going to go to you. Do you have any for this? Um, For me, I always take the WTF as just sort of like the thing that always just shocks me. Just generally, sure. I had never seen the music video, so for me, the music video and the the quality of everything around it—we've talked about it so much, so it just feels like I'm rehashing like how much I love the music video. Yeah. But I was just like, I literally—that was the reaction I had watching it. I was like, I almost liked the music video more than the movie, <laughs> which is not not to say the movie wasn't great, but the music video was just so much fun. I was like, not expecting it. I'd never seen it before, so mm-hmm. it was a new thing for me. We've already mentioned it, but I don't think that we needed. Cousin it to be listening to Too Legit to quit in the <laughs> That's car. That's your WTF. <laughs> yeah, it's it really, a specific a really good point. 
because I'm like, I already know MC Hammer's coming. MC Hammer's already going to sing Too Legit to Quit inside Adam's Groove. Like, mm-hmm. It would have been weird if he's listening to Adam's Groove, though. Oh, no, he can't listen to Adam's oh. Groove. Yeah. Then, then it folds in on itself. And yeah, exactly. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It doesn't fit his character either to even listen to that. Yeah, like, what would <laughs> Cousin It listen to in the car? Like, Opera. G- Gregorian chants was what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Paolo, Mine comes from a lyric. So the chorus goes, they do what they want to do, say what they want to say, live oh, how they want to so live. I'm so glad you're bringing this Seriously. up. Play how they want to play, uh-huh. dance how they want to dance. And then the one that I didn't mention, kick and then slap a friend. <laughs> like, Yeah, that is not how I would describe the Adams family. Yeah, no. They do what they want to do, yes. Mm-hmm. Say what they want to say, sure. Mm-hmm. Live how they want to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know about the dancing, but like maybe on second, uh, another viewing of the movie, I'll see if they kick and slap a friend. So JP, <laughs> if I kick you and slap you, just so you know... I- I, I don't know if we're friends anymore after that. Shoot. No, it's no, we're family. It's, like, we're, yeah. you know, we're, it's, it's, yeah, we're yeah, going a, a level We're close beyond. like the Adams family. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. To be continued, should we revisit this movie and our soundtrack to talk about anything else? This is a default no. There's no other songs, mm-hmm. but sequel, maybe? Sequel, maybe, because there's my, another weird rap on the sequel. That That's was my true. question. Like, what is the song on the It's that? another yeah. weird rap. Hmm. And also, Michael Jackson was supposed to do a song. Yes, there's a lot to talk. We didn't, we uncover a lot of Hmm. weird stuff for Adam's Family Value. So I think we might come back to Adam's Family Value. Okay. I would also love to talk about that movie because it's my favorite part of that. Mm -hmm. Here's the last one Will the song go on? Will the song live on and continue to be part of pop culture? So conflicted about this Mm. one. Because I think it's barely part of the culture as it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like like we said before, this movie has really staked its claim in the family-friendly Halloween movie tradition. Mm-hmm. But the song, though, we're but, talking about, will the song right. go I, I mean, it plays during the credits. That being said, I missed it in the credits almost every single time. Yep. So I th- it's really going to live on for the people who stick around for the credits mm-hmm. or any MC Hammer stands. Because looking at his Spotify... Uh, what songs people are listening to on Spotify, like it's in the top. Is it really? Yeah, it's up there. It's on the, you know, the most popular songs list. So someone's listening to this. So that's, it can't just be us three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Research yeah. a thousand times we listen right. to it. JP, what do you think? I don't, I mean, I think it goes on in the hearts of many who probably grew up with it. So that nostalgia yeah. wave that they ride on it. But personally, it doesn't go on for me because yeah. I, I, there's a very finite week that I've listened to this song and I'll probably take a pretty <laughs> extensive break from it. But I appreciate <laughs> that others are appreciating it for sure. I, I sadly know. I don't yeah. think the song yeah. will go on. I think it, it, it's already buried. Like, mm-hmm. I feel most of the people don't even know it exists. It only comes up like as a deep cut of or, or trivia. I feel like that's the context. But mm-hmm. I have to say, though, 2.4 million views on YouTube, the music video. That's not bad. That is so, not bad. Yeah. I don't know. YouTube comments. It's time for YouTube comments. We went, we found the hidden vault of YouTube comments where all the good stuff is. And I'm actually going to do the driving on this one. So first up, Tio Juancho writes, and yes, I'm going to do this in Spanish. Esto sí es arte y no necesitaba animaciones por computadora para hacer algo tan bueno. Viva los Adams. So yeah, this is art and it doesn't need computer animation to do something that good. Mm -hmm. I do have to say, I do appreciate practical effects most of the stuff is but yeah. then also 
the effects of the hand is really good for its time. Yeah, mm -hmm. you, you see some of the keying of the green a little bit, but it holds up pretty much for yeah. almost every shot. I, this must have been a comment on the version of the video that did not have the severed head. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even bother yeah. putting drop shadow on, the, on that head. It's just like, really like, ah, we have two weeks to work on. Make I mean, not even that. We have 48 hours to work on this head. <laughs> Oh, you! It, the featurette of the music video shows them working on the head. So. <laughs> You're actually trying to finish yes, it? Wow. Yeah. Here's another one. Now, this is the perfect party tune, huh? CJP? There it is. Yeah. No matter what, I think this would be great to play at weddings reception to get everyone out in the dance. Okay, now I'm out. Wedding receptions? I don't know. We've th This has come up on your YouTube comments, wedding songs. I'm, I actually, I'm with this person. Like, I... I rather, like a Halloween wedding? We don't even play floor like, no, just like yeah. get everyone. Get everyone, like, it's like, if you want to get everyone on the dance floor, but don't want to be obvious, like, drop this deep cut and be like, oh shit, yeah. No, let's... I think everyone's going to be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Did I... they just say Adam's family? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're yeah. just all stars. Yeah. <laughs> There's no discernible dance tied to yeah. it. I feel like after a minute, if you're on the floor, you're like, this is repetitive. Yeah. I might take a break and get something to drink. Time to get a drink. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I agree with it being a good ha Halloween And then she party. lost me. Yeah. Uh, mm. How about this one? Get Antonio Banderas to the role of Gomez. He'd be perfect for that role. He would. Okay, I agree with that, but I also think Oscar Isaac would be really good, too. Mm. I don't know, JP. I don't what? know if he has... Oh, uh, he has so much charisma. He has to be He has charisma, right but he has like a... He has to be over the top or, or loud. Like, he's too ha cool. What about Javier Bardem? Because I feel like he has such an exaggerated set of features. I need to see him at like a 15, not at Well, Lyle Lyle Crocodile is coming out. So we oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. I don't know if, if they have. I'm going also, for punishment. I yeah. want to see that. I don't know movie. if the two names you drop would have like a playful side to them. Oh, interesting. Antonio Banderas has Antonio the Banderas has scene. like a playful side of it. The same with Raul Julia. Like they're like mm. they can be over the top, but also like we're having fun. Like Javier Bardem would not have fun. I don't know. We got it. We got it. it looks like know. he's shifting into that part of his career where he's like, I just want to have some have some uh, goofy times. So maybe <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. maybe. Here's another one. I was singing this song at a very large shopping mall here in Michigan last week. People were looking at me like I was crazy, but then I noticed the mall security guards were doing the MC Hammer dance. All uh, twelve of them. What? I don't believe this person for a minute. Twelve security guards? Were they in trouble? Did they get caught is shoplifting this, or something? Is this yeah. where the backup MC Hammer backup dancers and then where they were? Oh, yeah. I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid. Yeah. That was no, that was nah. Foul, foul on me. Okay, first I of all, foul. I don't think that. I mean, the dancing is great, but I don't think people this isn't re true. remember the choreography of this. Yes, yeah, like, like I don't like. There's no way this comment is true. And sorry if you have. If this happens, we need video videography proof of yeah. this. We have a thing well, called YouTube. Did they you mean to upload. comment on you can't touch this? Because I feel like people think, would. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Was like she was yeah. singing a song that was MC Hammer. Yeah. They recognized it and then just did like a generic like yeah. can't touch this dance. Maybe I, I would be very that. shocked if all twelve security guards knew the choreography to Adam's Groove. But if if so, there's like a but there's maybe. potential there to like yeah. I want to I want to know more about these twelve people. We got to go to this mall in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Here is another cool one. I remember when McDonald's used to sell VHS tapes. The Adam Family was hands down my favorite. Huh. I have no recollection of this. I don't remember so that. let me play you something. Hurry to McDonald's Holiday Film Festival. Featuring the classic Charlotte's Web. Unbelievably priced at just $5.99 when you buy any large sandwich. Or get the hit Ghosts. Yes! Or the Adams Family. Showtime! Or Wayne's World. Ah! 
Just $5.99 each when you buy any large sandwich. No way. way. You can see these new movies at theaters and own the originals. But hurry, because these values will be gone in a flash. What you want is what you get at McDonald's today. Sandwich. So I know, no, I, I know. Sandwich. A lot of, so yeah. I went to a lot of McDonald's when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. I don't okay. remember this. I have no recollection. No recollection. I'm of looking this. at images of it where it has like the Ronald McDonald stamp on top because I guess it was on the VHS. The, yeah, oh. I have no memory of any of this. Okay. But yeah, apparently, with a purchase of a large sandwich, you can get it for the outrageously low price of five ninety nine for a VHS. Uh huh. They literally have a picture of a of a Big Mac next to Ghost. <laughs> Like the VHS thing for ghosts. Oh my god. Do you do the ghost thing with the Big Mac instead of the pottery yeah, thing? Like, uh. I mean, hey, I'd be down for this. If Carl's Jr. offer like a Blu-ray of Wolf of Wall Street with my burger, like I would eat their Hey, I want my physical media, so I'll exactly. get it. Yeah. I can get it. Alright. This tune gave me a lifelong fascination with pepper. Well, maybe not fascination, but certainly an appreciation for a good pinch of freshly ground black pepper. Lovely. Okay, so this person <laughs> was like inspiration in anything. I'm gonna make some chicken salt only. And then they listened to this song and they were like, hold on. Hold on. Pepper. This is a revelation. Hammer's got the <laughs> Hammer's got the recipe. I need to do But it's like, it's like a step further where they're like, they became like famous chefs because of this one lyric. And that they, was Wolfgang Duck. <laughs> I have to this got me thinking, has there ever been a song that has given me like a recipe or like taught me how to cook something? I don't. And then I gave a point to Adam's group for this. If he hey, if he can teach you to cook something, like that's another hard task to do for a song. He's in your food, people. Come on. Like. So, I don't know, listeners, have you learned to cook something from a song? I would love to learn. Also, share that recipe, I suppose, with that song. That is a wrap, man. That's all we have yeah. for Adam's Family Group. I hope we weren't as repetitive as the song <laughs> on the pod, but... Someone JP. count the number of times we said anything in this podcast. Count the letters. Yeah. Please. I probably said absolutely we need to know. about 33 times, so yeah. <laughs> start there. JP, thank you so much for not only coming back, but also going on this ride. It wasn't a song that you picked, but... Hey, say what you want to say. This was a blast. Yeah. <laughs> so, as always, your amazing research... You, you I thought you were it. getting emotional. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's so it sweet. is, it is, it is. So thank you so much for what you do on the pod. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, last but not least, thank you for everyone to for listening to the podcast. It's amazing the reception we've gotten from everyone. We continue to get the support. We love you all. Keep listening. Just a reminder, every Tuesday, new episodes. If you like what you hear, a rating on Apple Podcasts goes a long way. And drop those socials, Sophie. <laughs> you can find us at the song will go on wherever you want to be social. We got Twitter. We got Instagram. We got TikTok. TikTok. We got it's TikTok. there. Oh, it exists. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, our Patreon. And with a purchase of a large sandwich, we'll give you a lot of cool perks <laughs> uh, if you support us. So, yeah, thanks a lot for listening and see you on the next song. Bye. The song will go on is written, researched, and produced by Sophie Matano and Paolo Grassini. Theme music is composed by William Russell. Consulting producers are JP Lee and Jonathan Fisher. Recording, editing, and mixing by Sophie Matano and Paolo Grassini. The song will go on. It's a Gigawatts podcast. You can find Gigawatts on YouTube and on Instagram at gigawatts underscore YouTube.